We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. And we're good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, as we were going live, the Denver Broncos 2023 schedule has officially been released your initial uh, observations, takeaways, reaction. I mean, we'll, we'll go through the whole schedule, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, and I like to break down the schedule by quarters. So four games at a time, that should get us to the, uh, the whole uh, slate. In the first quarter, it's home for Vegas, which should be a delicious W, Chad. I mean, Sean Payton's debut at home against none other than Josh McDaniels. I'm not figuring that game too much. A good time to end that streak against Vegas as well. Commanders at home in week two, at Miami week three, at Chicago week four. I don't see why they can't go three and one uh, over that first quarter of the season. Then it gets a little tougher after that. the second quarter. Home for the Jets at Kansas City on Thursday night football. Uh, home for the Packers and home for Kansas City again. That's a little tougher. But the good thing is they have a midseason bye. That's the first thing that jumped out to me, as you can see right there. Week 9 bye. None of this like week 5 stuff or week 12. Uh, they have it right in the middle of the season. The third quarter at Bills, uh, Monday night football. Then they have a Sunday night game after that home against the Vikings, and then they're home again against Cleveland and then at Houston. I don't see why they can't go at worst two and two in that stretch. And then to close it out, um, Chargers at Chargers, at Lions, home for Patriots, home for Chargers, and then at Raiders. A lot of divisional games in there. Those are never easy, but I am not in fear of this schedule. You can tell the strength of schedule has lessened in recent seasons. They used to be near the top, the Broncos, at number one or number two. This is, I think, middle of the pack, and it reflects that. My early prediction, taking off my Homer, my Homer hat, I'm calling it like I see it, there is no reason why they can't go 10-7. and seven. That's my gut reaction. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's uh, – I'll put it back on the screen for a second here. I agree with you. It's relatively fortuitous uh, for the Denver Broncos. And I don't know, man, it didn't start well 
the Russell Wilson era as far as auspicious openings, winning the first game of a new era. Didn't work well for Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett last year. Of course, losing to the Seahawks, but I like the odds of that uh, precedent being shattered this year with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson against the Raiders. That's going to be dope. Snap the streak. I mean, the Chiefs one is embarrassing enough, but this one, it, it hurts. This Raiders streak hurts. Three straight seasons swept. Um, the Dolphins will be a little, little tricky. Week three, week four, you know, you get to Chicago, and that entire matchup, Zach, depends on probably how much of a corner Justin Fields is able to turn going from year one to year two. And I'm not certain – let me ask you about the Jets real quick. I'm going to pull this off the screen for just a second. How – how afraid are you of the Jets? Not just at, you know going up Broncos, going against Jets, but generally speaking, how big of a threat do you think this team is now that you've got Aaron Rodgers in town? The thing is, though, you're not getting 2010 Aaron Rodgers. I do believe he's still a good quarterback, but he's not that elite all-world Aaron like uh, we grew up watching. So I'm not overly concerned about the Jets game. They do have a good defense, though, and that's where it's going to pit the coaching staffs against each other. You know, Robert Salah, defensive mind versus Sean Payton, offensive mind. Whoever gets the better of the other um, will make the biggest difference in that game. But in terms of A-Rod by himself, I feel like the Broncos have better quarterbacks on their schedule, Chad. I'm not convinced that it's going to play out all that well. Um, Not only because Zach Aaron Rodgers, as you said, his... uh, diminished somewhat you know last year obviously uh was enough cause for concern not a big enough i mean nowhere close to the kind of step back that we saw from russell wilson in his one year as a bronco but um i guess he's not that far away zach from being an mvp so i would probably i probably shouldn't sleep on him too much but everyone's making a big deal about him being reunited with his offensive coordinator from green bay and all that stuff and i get that but he wasn't the guy that was ever calling the plays in Green Bay. You know, so I'm not sure what to, to to really make of it. But if they have any leg up, it's the fact that it's a a solid defensive foundation on which to build. I, the, if the Broncos have a leg up, it's the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is the OC in New York now. And he gets to reunite with Aaron Rodgers. And whatever team has Hackett on their coaching staff, I'm not too worried about. It is in week five. It is at home. That should be fortuitous for Denver. And maybe A-Rod takes longer to get the kinks worked out. Maybe that offense doesn't hit its stride, let's say, until midseason. You know, Brees Hall, the running back, is coming back from a knee injury. Maybe he's on 100%. So if there was a good time to catch the Jets and A-Rod, I think it's uh how it worked out for them in week five we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. See some of, uh, some of the reactions in the chat here. Great to see everybody. By the way, as uh, Dylan is reminding everyone, kindly drop a like, all right? And if you really love us, share it on out there. Dennis, shout out to you. Jumping in early. The first non-staffer comment in the chat tonight. Opethian Revenge Tour. Go Broncos. Love it. Shandy, great to see you tonight. Uh, We got Kevin Gray early before we even went live. Um, Let's grab this one right here from the Papa Bear himself, David McElrath. Great to see you, big dog. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for the super. He says that good evening. Are you ready for some football? Buckham, MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Yes, we're ready, but we have to hurry up and wait. It's still going to be a minute or two till we actually get to see it. But at least we get rookie camp on Saturday. We get some uh, some action at least, and we know the Broncos. This is good. Sean Payton will speak. He will address the media, and there will be open locker room. So we're going to have some comments, some topics, some questions. Next week's going to be dope, Zach. And there's going to be like 40 or 50 players at this uh, rookie minicamp over the weekend. Players the Broncos drafted, um, practice squad returning players, uh, invitees from the XFL, and also local prospects. I wrote about one earlier today, the CSU Pueblo quarterback Hunter uh, Racket. I, I don't know how you say it. It sounds French, so Rico? Is it, is it Raquet? Because if not, it's got to be Racket. And cracking an NFL roster, Zach, as a tryout, that's a tough racket. <laughs> Very punny. I like it. So, yeah, they're going to have a different, uh, a bunch of different players they can scout. And I, I think that Sean Payton will be able to identify a couple gems out of that. But just the fact that it's the first on field work in the Sean Payton era gets me excited. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. We also have here Gregory Vendelin. Wow. It's been a minute since we've seen you, big dog. Thank you. Thank Gregory. you. Appreciate you. So generous. Great to see you in the chat tonight. Gregory, you got to let us know how you're feeling about the schedule. All right, so make sure you drop that uh, that comment in the chat. We want to know. But thank you, Zach. Your thoughts for Greg? About the schedule? No, just about his super. I'm definitely appreciated, Greg. It's good to see you again. If you have any questions about the schedule, like how do you feel about it? I have my record prediction. I put it on Twitter a few minutes ago. I think they're going 10-7. and seven. I don't think it's uh, – I'm a little – PTSD from last year where we thought maybe 11 and six or 12 and five, I think 10 and seven is a realistic expectation, but Gregory, I'd love to know your thoughts and definitely appreciate your contribution. You the man, Greg, good to see you tonight. Um, yeah. I mean, 10 wins as like a high water mark, nine, 10 wins right in there. I think that's feasible. And especially if you look at this schedule, the way it stacks up again, quickly, That Raiders game to open, winnable game. Washington at home, both of these, by the way, winnable game. Uh, Dolphins on the road, winnable. 
we'll see if uh, Mike McDaniel is able to continue making hay and whether or not his first year as a head coach was, you know, uh, flash in the pan, you know, some of the su- success he had anyway. Um, week four, winnable game, even though you're two opening two games at home in a row and then two straight road games. That first quarter, I concur with Zach, realistic expectation of going three and one. Then you get to the Jets to open the second quarter at home. That could be tough. We'll see how it takes shape. We don't know yet if this is going to be, uh, you know, the way Brett Favre landed in uh, New York, right, which was kind of with a whimper, uh, or if it's going to be like Peyton Manning landing in Denver with a kaboom or Tom Brady landing in Tampa with a kaboom. We shall see, uh, but I still think that's a winnable game. Chiefs, time uh, – oh, it's – we're doing this now? Okay, there we go. Uh, Chiefs, week six, uh, on the road. Zach, so the first chance under Sean Payton to snap the streak against the Chiefs will be a road game. At least it's not a primetime game. That's the, uh, to me, that's the, is it? I can't, it's not, right? Oh, it is. Week six is a, I was looking at week eight. Yeah, Yeah, the order is uh, different on the Broncos graphic, but I don't really care, you know, whether it's primetime or not. I mean, I prefer it's not because I don't want the whole country and the Broncos to feel pressure to win that game, but that's why I went over the quarterly schedule breakdown. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. I feel like I've been saying that every single season. As of you, Chad, when you have a softer, earlier portion of your schedule and it gets increasingly difficult, it was the same last year. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. So that's why heading into that first KC matchup, the Broncos have to be above 500. Excellent point. Plum Bob jumping in with the super to say, we are ending the streak in Denver under the lights can't wait so i'm assuming plum bob's talking about the the vegas one or maybe he's talking about the uh chiefs rematch week eight is that a good thing and by the way ed thanks for the super big dog he says i'm so ready thanks chad and zach it's gonna be dope is it a good thing or a bad thing having those chiefs matchups you know basically two weeks apart muscle memory comes to mind so if Sean Payton's first test against Kansas City in week six doesn't go as well he'll it'll be fresh in his mind why the Broncos lost that game and he can make the immediate adjustments I think it could be a competitive advantage than having to wait until the end of the year when maybe the roster looks different or the, the schemes are different the plays are different I think you could catch them off guard playing them so close to each other and I still feel very confidently the Broncos will pluck one victory out of that series to me, it's a good thing. It's a rip the bandaid off thing. Like, you know, you, I hated last year where it was like this, you had the streak and all that bad juju and you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting till the, basically the end of the season um, to get full resolution on that. I like that you have resolution on that, Zach, before you even hit the buy. That's dope. Yeah. But, you know, that's going to be a tough matchup. Real quick, uh, Scott, we're going to do the uh, super chat rankings. Guys, this is where we're at. 11 days into this fine month of May. Uh, your top, this is updated. This is this is updated, really. Look at this. Michaela Israel at number one. Deanna Hendry at number two. Gary Palmer at number three. Uh, DWI guys, Ethan at four. Brent P at five, a newer name. Very cool. Irwin at six, Naj Al-Taf at seven. And as you guys know, we're gonna, we take the top 10 finishers on Super Chat in the given month. First episode of our show in, the, in, in June, for example, we'll take those 10 names 
goes in a digital hat, so to speak, randomly select uh, a winner, and that winner gets to choose a Broncos jersey of their, uh, you know, of their fancy. We get that out. It's a small thank you, small thing we can do to say thank you for such great support. And we do something likewise with Facebook. Unfortunately, Facebook makes it, uh, since they made some changes over the last nine months or so, they've made it very hard for us to track that at an individual level. So anyway, but much love. Thank you, Michaela, Deanna, Gary, Ethan, Brent, everyone, Erwin, Naj. If you're throwing down supporting us, we love you guys. Thank you very, very much. Um, all right. So Zach, let's, uh, let's jump into the chat for a second. Uh, Howie stoked. Yes. Uh, week one is big for the Broncos. Absolutely. Mike, great to see you tonight. Big dog. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for the support as always. Miguel, your jersey is on the way. Uh, he went he went uh, big baller for his jersey, so you got to make sure to send us that selfie when you get it, and uh, we'll give you your daps, your props, my friend. Uh, really good to see everybody. And Dominique stoked on YouTube. Great to see you. Great to see you. We'll talk about the jersey stuff for the rookies and the little snafu that happened uh, here in a little bit. I want to kind of keep it still, Zach, focused on on the schedule. But, guys, now that you, all right, now that you guys have seen uh, the schedule. We want to hear your predictions. All right. So get it in the chat. Mike's saying he's watching, uh, going to the movies to watch guardians of the galaxy three dope dude. Yeah. We, I will be seeing that. Um, even if my kids weren't totally psyched to see it, which they are, I'm totally psyched. I'm not a Marvel guy. I love star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings. Marvel's never really done anything for me for whatever reason, but I love the guardians movies. Those are dope. Um, Phil in Tucson, what is good, brother? Thank you. Appreciate you. He's saying uh, schedule is out. Yeah. Did I see six primetime games? I'm still saying 10 and 7. Go Broncos and buck them. I didn't actually count the primetime games. Zach, how many is it? Is it four? Uh, two home and two away? I don't think it's six. But I was surprised. If it is four, I'm surprised the Broncos got that much considering uh, how bad they were last year. But we always talk about, or I do anyway, the Sean Payton bump and just his presence alone will grant the Broncos more national exposure and hopefully they won't be as embarrassing as they were in primetime under his predecessor. So there are four currently booked primetime games with week 15 and 18. So 15 against Detroit on the road and 18 against uh, the Raiders on the road. Their time and network to be decided. So for now, it's four. Um, I see. Thank you. Scott's reminding me about the, the top 10 of the Super Chat rankings. Michaela Israel's at number one uh, because of Michaela Parker, the Duchess. So that's so rad. Our community is second to none. Love you guys. So cool. Um, Miguel saying, what's up, fellas? I like the way the schedule landed this year. I don't seem uh, crazy. Doesn't, doesn't seem crazy like previous years. Go Broncos. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos, Zach, uh, last year, that was a brutal schedule. They've been the last – trying to think back. Is it the last three years they've had top ten strength of schedules? Um, I'm not even sure what it is quite yet um, this year. But I like the way this one's flowing because, like you said, you want your – in a perfect world, you kind of want some of your easier matchups. I mean, nothing in the NFL is easy, but some of the more favorable matchups – if you can get them early in the season, you want them early. Why? Get those wins. So long as you take advantage of the games that you're supposed to take advantage of, you get that confidence building up as a team that builds into a crescendo, a massive 
or it can anyway, a massive wave of momentum. So by the time you start getting to some of these stiffer matchups, like potentially the Jets, definitely the Chiefs and so on, the Bills, you're you're a weathered, you're a more confident and a more weathered team that's got some skins on the wall. I like the way it's shaping up in that sense. Zach, Gary's saying that I'm serving it over to you. Thank you, GLP. This is one of the easiest schedules I've seen. 10 and 7, he says, is realistic, and it's my floor. Go Broncos. Love it, GLP. Ooh, that's your floor. That's pretty bold, Gary, but I do like it. And there's no reason why the Broncos can't be even better if Russell Wilson kind of finds himself again as a upper echelon quarterback. I remember in 2021 saying to you and saying on this podcast when the Broncos opened with uh, the Giants, Jacksonville, and the Jets, they have to be 3-0 and to have any sort of chance. And, you know, the Vic Fangio, you know, dynamic ultimately did him in, but is it so outlandish to say that week one this year against Vegas is a must-win game? I know it's too early maybe to use that verbiage, but you have a long-standing losing streak against the Raiders. You're facing your old, disgraced former coach, Josh McDaniels. It's an easier matchup, and it's the home opener and the debut of Sean Payton. If the Broncos fancy themselves contenders, they have to beat the pretenders, and I think the Raiders are a pretender, and that's they got to start that season off hot, Chad. I agree, man. You can't. It would be a terribly inauspicious uh, sign for the Peyton era to open with yet another loss to the Raiders. I don't think he's he's going to allow it to happen. I mean, not like he has perfect control over every outcome. I mean, it is football; it's the ultimate team sport. But I just don't. I can't see him allowing that to happen. George, appreciate you, bro. He's saying the room. Uh, the the Casey games are like a halftime adjustment. I love it. Yes. He says, I'm at 10 and 7. Them Bronx for live. Hit the thumbs up and uh, share, he's saying. Appreciate that reminder, my friend. The Duchess jumping in. Love you, Michaela. So you, generous. Man. She says, love you all so much. <clears throat> Pardon me. MHH forever. We love you too. You know this. I mean, you mean the world to us. I'm going to get one of those like stuffed animals that has the string on the back and then it just re recites like the same four phrases. I want to just say thank you, Michaela. Appreciate you, Michaela. You're the best, Michaela, because it sounds so played out, but each and every podcast you blow us away. Thank you so much. The Duchess no for doubt. a reason. No doubt. Love you so much. Um, Brent P. jumping in, who is a new force to be reckoned with in the top five on MHH Super Chat. So, dude, props. Thank you again for not only – being in the in the top five, but very generous of you here tonight. Appreciate you, big dog. Chad and Zach, he says, I predict that this will be your guys' first year that you get to cover the Broncos <laughs> in the playoffs in all your years covering the team. Um, playoffs. I hope we'll see. We'll see. Now, look, the Broncos have not been in the playoffs since Zach and I teamed up. All right. So that's that was uh, the first season together. 2018. Um, but MHH, I started MHH in. Uh, 14 so we got to cover those last two years of peyton manning thank god or else you know we might have been so uh just dejected and disincentivized lord knows what would have happened but um thank you brent you're you're a prince bro i just remember like y'all know about certainly of course you do chad get 24 7 and that whole enterprise I remember getting offered, I could have been on the Giants, the Bears, or the Broncos, and I said, oh, well, the Broncos just won the Super Bowl. I'll take them. They have not won a playoff game since. 
They have not been to the playoffs since. They've had one winning record since that point, and that was 2016. Brent, I would give anything to see the Broncos in the playoffs. So your fingertips to God's ears. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. You know, you talk about uh, good luck charms, juju, all that. Every time we've been in attendance for the MHH right. meet and greet, Jensen Kelberman, last year we had Scott, uh, we had Eric with us. Who else was there from the staff last year? Thomas. Thomas, yes, Ron, Ron was there, but but uh, Ron, that was, I believe, pre-staff, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Carl. Carl, that's right, Carl was there. Uh, anyway, look, nothing but wins when MHH is there. So I think this is it, dude. This is the this is the season, Zach. That the wins change. I loved what uh, Dick Vermeil, Hall of Fame head coach, had to say about Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And let me remind you guys, Sean Payton is trying to become the first head coach to win a world championship with two different clubs. All right, Dick Vermeil almost or. I, sh I shouldn't say almost because they were so separated, but he had a chance to be that guy. Led the Eagles to a Super Bowl, lost in the 80s, went away for a while, came back with the Rams, won the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, right? The, the greatest show on turf. Ends up in the Hall of Fame, Zach. He basically said that he believes uh, Sean Payton is the perfect guy for Russell Wilson and that if he can't fix Russell Wilson, then it, quote, can't be done. That's the same exact talking point we've been furthering since Sean Payton was hired. And even before, when it came down, Chad, to Jim Harbaugh versus Sean Payton, we would have been happy with either of them, but only one has the true potential to unlock Russell Wilson. And of all the candidates the Broncos hired, Sean Payton gives them the best chance. So I, I will echo what Dick Vermeil said. If Sean can't do it, it's a lost cause. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. By the way, we got uh, Woody in the house. Uh, Scott's telling me that it's actually Woofy is a typo, but because it's funny, he rolls with it. And I dig that, dude. Need a little levity in life to keep things. Uh, they call it comic relief for a reason. But thank you for the super chat, big dog, saying hit the like button. And this feels, he says, like a great schedule. MHH, hashtag my high salute, right back at you, big dog. And hashtag we ready. Woody, you're a prince. Thank you. I like it too. I like the order of things. I mean, that's why, you know, it's maybe 30%. No, that's not fair. Well, I'll just keep it simple. It's half the equation, Zach, when you find out what the opponents are going to be on a given season, right, on a schedule. But the order in which you face them, is equally as important. That's a better way to put it. Phil, 
So is the meet and greet September 17th or October 8th? Uh, we will give you a definitive answer Sunday night for our podcast, but it's looking like October 8th. I'm looking over the schedule right now as well, and just kind of a, a, a tack on to the previous point about being a good schedule. They close the year with Detroit, New England, the Chargers, and the Raiders. That's not murderer's row. That's not impossible for the Broncos to go three and one over that stretch. And if you need wins, Chad, if you're on the cusp of being a wild card team, that is so paramount to have a winnable last four games, last quarter of your schedule. So for once the schedule gods shined kindly on Denver. Um, I'm just looking in the chat real quick. Keith on Facebook saying until I see some product on the field, he says, I'm sticking with a nine, seven and one. He's hedging, tying with, hedging with a tie. Have you ever watched uh, Ted Lasso? On, I heard uh, about the Broncos. I don't watch the. I'm not a big soccer guy, but I heard the Broncos uh, roast. I haven't watched it all, but it was uh, it was started by a character that was created for an NBC sports bit nine years ago, right? And then it ended up later being the inspiration for the show that became you know the, a hit on um, what is it Apple Apple TV or whatever. And uh, in the bit, I'm reminded as as Keith says, until I see some product on the field. I'm sticking with nine, seven and one in that initial bit that uh, Jason Sudeikis does for uh, NBC sports. There's a, there's a spot where some British media as he's introduced as a American football head coach, former that's now going across the pond to coach soccer. All right. Or European football, whatever. Um, and so he's being reminded of that's part of the bit is he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Right. That's part of the funny thing. And he has to be informed, Zach, that ties are possible in in uh, and probable, in fact, in in soccer. And uh, he's like, uh, that would be what do you say in America? Ties, y'all, y'all settle for ties. That would be an apocalypse in America. But there are ties that exist, Zach. The NFL, you can tie. It doesn't happen all the time, but it, it can happen. I can't even think of the last time Denver tied. All I know is Jason Sudeikis was in two of my favorite comedies of all time: Horrible Bosses and We're the Millers. So. He'll always have a special place in my comedic heart for that. And he was in Eastbound and Down, uh, the one of the seasons. I don't remember which one. Miguel, brother, love you, big dog. Don't forget to send that uh, selfie of your jersey once it arrives. We really appreciate the stars, big dog. And remember, that jersey, you won it fair and square. And uh, it's a token of our appreciation, okay? Uh, I want to grab this one real quick, Scott, from uh, Twitch on Robot of Doom saying, I don't know about y'all. Patriots, Broncos, Christmas Eve, primetime, gimme. What do you think, Zach? Better than playing on Christmas Day. We saw how that turned out last year against uh, the Rams. But yeah, I, I don't. I look at the schedule again. Detroit, New England, which is on uh, December twenty fourth, New uh, Christmas Eve, and then the New Year's Eve. The, they have the Chargers and then the Raiders to close it out. I'm right there with you, Robot. I'm not running from this challenge. I'm embracing it. I'm actually very optimistic about how the Broncos can open the season and how the Broncos can close the season. No doubt. No doubt. That is going to make for, uh, I mean, depending on who you are, I think most Broncos fans that are within the sound of my voice right now are going to be nodding their heads. But that's going to make for, you know, sometimes the Christmas Eve parties, that the family parties that you might go to, whatever. Of course, you're happy to see family. And, of course, that's what it's about. It's about family, celebrating Christmas, all that stuff. But really can help pass the time along, Zach, when you've got your team 
nationally televised Christmas Eve. That's a gift in and of itself. Well, let's hope the backup quarterback isn't fighting with the offensive lineman like the Brett Rippon, Dalton Reisner debacle. But you're right. It's always, you know, it's time for family and we like spending time with family. But come nighttime on these holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm ready for some football. I'm ready for some sports. I'm ready for some outlet. No doubt. My Nana, shout out to my Nana, still rocking it at 90 years old. Um, God bless her. She, uh, turn it off, turn it off. Doesn't want you focusing on anything that's not like, you know, what's happening. And of course, over the years, we have long learned to tune her out on that particular subject. <laughs> all right. We're not tuning out the Broncos. We're tuning out Nana, but Nana knows I love her. Todd saying on YouTube, 10 and seven is optimistic. So he's maybe saying pump the brakes. This was a five win team. You're expecting double the win total. It's a fair, it's a fair concern. I don't know that it's that if it was 12 and five, I'd say, yeah, that's a little too optimistic. You might want to lay off drugs, but 10 and seven, you're winning only three more games uh, above 500. And don't forget the Broncos went seven and nine one year under Vic Fangio and their collection of talent was not as near uh, what it is now, nor is was the coaching staff anywhere near what the Broncos have now. I think Sean Payton himself, by the virtue of him alone, could grant the Broncos an extra couple victories. And Russell Wilson, again, going back to that, even top 12 quarterback will get the Broncos a couple extra wins. So if you add those up, Chad, nine and eight, 10 and seven from last year, five wins, it's not that improbable. I think an important thing to keep in mind relative to, oh, you, you know, you're expecting this team to double its win total is were the Broncos better than five wins? Zach, in spite of all of the coaching foibles, all right, and incompetence that were, uh, pervasive last season if they had a little bit of luck from the injury bug right even in spite of that coaching incompetence it was probably what it, it probably would have been worth two more wins in my opinion maybe one on a conservative estimation but for the sake of what i'm trying to say here two so that puts you at seven wins all right but even then you go well were they better than their five win record in terms of like just the talent they had i think they were the, the key here, what was missing from the equation was twofold. Health, little luck from the injury bug, and coaching. Guys, do not sleep on the impact that a truly next-level, uh, highly hashtag uh, hyper-competent, extreme-competent uh, coach brings to the table. All right, Think back to when Mike Shanahan first got here. You can go back in time to a lot of different situations, but in the case of Sean Payton, it's not really an apples to apples trying to compare him, Zach, to Mike Shanahan, because even though Mike at that point when he arrived uh, in 95 was a veteran of the coaching game in the NFL, he was not a veteran head coach. He had one botched, very short-term stay as a head coach with Al Davis's Raiders. Meanwhile, Sean Payton's coming in here with 15 years and a ring. Okay. Dick Vermeil. He says that Sean Payton and Andy Reid are the two preeminent offensive minds of this modern era of the NFL, which again is if he can't fix Russ, then it can't be done. I think he can fix Russ, and I believe he believes he can fix Russ. So those two things, guys, you got to keep in mind. 
Just for a second, and then I'm going to end this tangent and serve it back to you, Zach. Just for a second, imagine in your heads, last year didn't happen, and the Broncos rolled with Drew Locke, and the trade for Russell Wilson happened right now. You would have uh, an 11-year sample size of you know Russell Wilson probably leading his team to nine playoff berths in 11 seasons. How would you be feeling about this season then? Now, I know if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we all would have a Merry Christmas. We're talking about alternate universes here, alternate realities, but that's how I'm really more viewing this because I'm that confident in how Sean Payton is going to lift Russ. Yeah, you mentioned his 15 seasons. I mean, how many winning records did he have in New Orleans? How many top 10 offenses did he have in New Orleans? And I'm asking that rhetorically because the answer is a lot. He is one of the best coaches of this generation. And if you contrast him with someone uh, such a big buffoon like Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, it's just night and day. And you talked about the injured players, Chad, by the end of the year, by week 18, they had like 24 guys on IR, which is unheard of in the NFL. They had more injured players and healthy players, it seemed like. So you're right. The coaching and the injury luck alone could make the Broncos a 9-10 win team. So, pardon me, Phil saying if we are healthy from week 11 through 18, so that's from the that would inc- that would count the Vikings at home, Browns at home, Texans on the road, Chargers on the road, Lions on the road, Patriots at home, Chargers at home, Raiders on the road. All right. He would predict it over that stretch a singular loss for your Denver Broncos if they manage to stay healthy. That's a big if. They won't stay perfectly healthy. We know that. It's football. Injuries are going to come. What you hate and what completely torpedoes a team's outlook, Zach, is when the injuries that do come are to your key players and starters and studs and when that happens to be at a prolific rate. Like it was that team last year, dude, straight snake-bitten. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and you know, you're right. It's so hard to form a prediction and say the Broncos are only going to have one loss because the NFL is all about parity, Chad. And there's always a team every year that does a lot better than people thought and a team that does a lot worse than people thought. So maybe the Browns are that team this year. Maybe the Lions, you know, they've been consistently getting better. They're not going to be an easy out for Denver. Every game will be hard fought. And there's no such thing, like you said, as a gimme or a, you know, a cupcake opponent. But if they play to their potential and Sean Payton continues to be what he was in New Orleans and Russell Wilson goes back to what he was in Seattle, there is no reason why they can't crack the double digits in terms of victories. Nick Hale on Facebook, friend of the show. What's up, Nick? He's saying, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that sour taste of losing to Seattle week one last season motivates the Broncos to go out and destroy the Raiders week one. Hashtag like and subscribe MHH for life. Love it, dude. Love it. A a very good sentiment uh, to share here. Um, I'm sure it's going to definitely influence and help motivate Russell Wilson to some degree. Uh, But Sean Payton, man, it's 
slate's clear. It's starting over. Like it's square one. Let's go. Um, no, with the knowledge, Zach, that the Raiders have, is it six or is it seven? I think it's six. Yeah, the odd one is the Chiefs because the Broncos split with them in 15. So the last time the Broncos defeated the Chiefs, week two of the 2015 season. So do the math. Uh, the Raiders have swept the Broncos in each of the past three seasons, six game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, there's three like games I would be circling in red ink if I was a Broncos player or coach. I want to end the streak against Kansas City. I want to beat Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, and I damn sure want to beat Vegas and end that streak as well. I'm not scared of them at all. In fact, I think they got a lot worse at quarterback, especially going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, who the Broncos took care of last year when he was in San Francisco. This is an extremely winnable game, and even if the Broncos have a few hiccups, in the early part of uh, their schedule, they should still be good enough to take care of business against Hoodie McDaniels. Guys, uh, get your comments, topics, chats, get them in the stream because tonight we do have to keep our our, uh, podcast a little bit tight because we got to get an article up covering the schedule release. Okay, so Damage Inc., another Twitch. We try to get at least one Twitch comment or question every single stream, but when there's multiple good ones, hey, might be more than one on a given night. Damage Inc. says, remember, we lost a lot of close games last year with a bad coach. 10 and 7 is very doable. That's a really good point. And it's not just Zach speaking to 2022, but really, since this seven years of darkness began for the Broncos, this is not a team. I mean, we joke that that Russ became a national lampoon last year off the field for some of his antics and things. But this is not a team that became a literal football lampoon like, say, you know, the Detroit Lions of, of, of the days of yore and other teams that you can point to throughout history that became league doormats. All right. That's not what the Broncos have been. They've been like, but again, that's what football. It's so it's such a beautiful thing is it really is. Sorry, Vic. Uh, I got to quote Vic here. A game of inches. And that razor's edge, the margin of error is so freaking slim that little things can tip that pendulum one way or another. And the Broncos, those small things, man, they always came up small in those critical moments. But, Zach, they were never leaps and bounds away from this. They were always within striking distance and would just find ways to come up short. You mentioned Game of Inches and invokes my favorite football movie, my favorite movie scene of all time, Any Given Sunday, the speech in the locker room. Prayers up for Jamie Foxx, by the way. But you're right. The last comment, the Broncos were a lot closer to being a 500 or better team last year. And I fully believe coaching and injuries are the reason why they weren't. They got a lot better on offense, especially after Hackett was fired. And people forget, Chad, They lost to Kansas City last year by a combined 10 points in both of those games. It was 34-28 and 28-24. They've been close against KC year after year. I know close doesn't count in football, but now they have the equalizer. That's the coaching staff. That's Sean Payton. If you can, I'll say it for the third time, just mine top 10 production out of Russell Wilson, there is no reason why they can't meet a 10-win threshold. What did you think? By the way, Char, jumping in on Facebook, some stars. Love you, Char. Great supporter of the show. The ladies of MHH never fail to disappoint. Leading the charge every single night. Um, That made me, oh, lose my train of thought, but now I got it back. Real quick, and then we're going to grab Naj. What was your reaction to the Jacob Martin cut? Because for me, 
you know, we've been talking about this all off season. It was fait accompli. I was frankly stunned, scratching my head on why it took so long. Like I expected that to happen basically about the time the new league year began. Well, I tweeted on May 4th, like, why is he still on the roster? There's no reason for him. And then a week later, the Broncos cut him. So I'm happy they're watching our podcast chat or reading our articles. There, It was dead weight. And maybe he'll return on a reduced contract or find another opportunity elsewhere. But you can't carry a fourth or fifth string player and not recoup the $3.8 million the Broncos got, leaving only $1 million behind in dead money. That's a lot. $3.8 million, that can sign you Kareem Hunt. That can sign you a defensive lineman. That can sign you any player that you want pretty much on the open market, offensive tackle. They made absolutely the right move, and I think this is a positive development for the younger players on the roster, specifically Nick Benito and Christopher Allen. Well said. Mike, Appreciate you, big dog. Enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He's juggling. He's he's on his way to go watch the movie, and he's hanging in the chat, contributing to the conversation. Appreciate it, bud. Naj, the legend himself, needs no introduction from us. Appreciate you, brother. Weighing in, he says, hey, brothers, completely agree. Raiders week one is a must win. It will set the tone for the season. Uh, the Broncos have all offseason to prepare to shut down Josh Jacobs. Looking forward to seeing everyone at the meet and greet. It's going to be dope. We, we're, it's not a guarantee yet, but for now, I wouldn't say circle October 8th. I would say just kind of like lightly underline it, and we will have a for sure guaranteed lock it in stone date Sunday night uh, for that episode, so don't miss Sunday night's show. But, Naj, can't wait to see you there, bro. And I said the same thing this time last year. I said week one at Seattle is a must win for Denver, essentially because like Nas said, it will set the tone and kind of lay the groundwork for the entire year. So definitely this season, again, you're at home. It's Sean Payton's debut, your $18 million head coach, Russell Wilson's second season, and you're going up against a division rival who's led by Josh McDaniels. This is as must win as must win gets in week one. I know a lot of uh, former players, you know, they scoff at the notion of any game in the first half of a schedule being considered a must-win game. But for a team, Zach, that's coming off of seven years of relative obscurity, living in the NFL doldrums, uh, and suffering at the hands of a six-game losing streak to a bitterly hated division rival, you need an auspicious beginning to help set things right and start aligning those planets in the direction that points toward Sean Payton uh, resuscitating the Denver Broncos and returning this team to its previous glory. So there will be people, Zach, that will disagree with us on it being a must win because you have 16 more games to basically, you know, decide your fate as a team. But I, I, I gotta agree, dude, it's, it's must win. You got to start this season on a, on a positive note, even if you lost the next three games, and I'm not saying that as any kind of, uh, you know, prediction, I'm not expecting that, but like the first one, you got to get, you got to snap that streak. You got to start on a positive footing. Even Vance Joseph, Zach won his first game as head coach. I'm trying to remember if Vic did. I'll have to go back and look. Here's the thing though. The next divisional game after week one is Kansas city. 
So if it's not, the end of the it's it's the season's not over. It's not the end of the world if the Broncos lose to Vegas. But what would that signal to them emotionally, psychologically, mentally? Football is such a game of momentum and getting on hot streaks and winning at the right time. So if you lose Week One and the next divisional game you have against is Kansas City. Well, that's one team you still can't beat in Vegas. You have a uh, longer losing streak. And I think on some level, you'd be demoralized going into Kansas City and facing a team that you haven't beaten in, what is it, seven years now, six years? So that's why for a lot of different reasons, they have to come out in week one. I don't care if they win by 100 points or one point. You have to find a way to get that dub. How could I forget Vic Fangio? I, it all comes crashing back. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Opened 0-4 as head coach. Remember, and didn't get a sack till the fourth game in the season, and then Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. Defensive genius. Yeah, uh, it all comes uh, crashing back, this uh, this trauma that I've buried deep down in my uh, emotional psyche. Uh, so, yeah, Vic wasn't able to start it off with a win his uh, tenure. Vance Joseph was able to. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't able to. I think Sean Payton will. I think so, and uh, I, I believe there's going to be some sort of pressure. Maybe subtly on his team, you have to win this game. You don't want to just want to win this game. You have to win this game. But, guys, I'm sorry we got to keep tonight a little bit sharp. Um, with that, we're going to start winding things down. We have a few messages for you, so don't dip out of here quite yet. That was another excellent gut reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, including Buckham merchandise, um, go to MHHmerch.com and check it out. And if you haven't, go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you're on Instagram, follow us at Mile underscore High underscore Huddle. You can follow me as well. I just uh, signed up yesterday at Kelberman NFL. Be sure to hit me up on there. If you're on Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave your football pre a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But... If anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Yes, guys, if you're following us on Instagram, I'm sure you saw our post yesterday uh, to go follow Zach's brand new Instagram account. He's officially on IG. He's been resisting, been resisting. But finally, he said, look, so many of our fans and listeners are there. I got to show up for y'all. So make sure you go follow him. Easy to remember, just like his account on Twitter, at Kelberman NFL. Go follow Zach on Instagram, all right? Um, a shout-out to these great supporters and Super Chat superstars tonight, starting on YouTube with David McElrath, Plum Bob, Ed Keating. Uh, Ed, we should get you on the show. Let's let's figure out a time to get you back on the show. Gregory Vendeland, uh, Gary Palmer. The Duchess, Michaela Parker, Brent P., Woody, a.k.a. Woofy Malat, Naj Altaf, Legends. And then on Facebook in Tucson, proving Broncos country, not a geographic location. It is a state of being. Phil McLaughlin, Miguel Santistevan, Char Baldwin, Mike Ronquillo, and George Fox. Much love and respect. Don't forget, guys, tomorrow morning on the bright, Legends a Mile High followed by Dove Valley Deep Divers uh, Friday evening, Saturday night, Orange and Blue View. And then Zach and I will be back in the saddle Sunday night 
and we will officially announce launch our plans for the meet and greet. So we'll see you guys then. Much more to come on the schedule, breakdowns, analysis, and so on. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. 